How do you leverage emotional intelligence to create the life, relationship, and business of your dreams? I've spent over a decade studying, speaking, and coaching on emotional intelligence. And in this podcast, I share the exact principles and strategies my clients have used to earn seven-figure incomes, heal their relationships, get engaged after years of failed relationships, and step into their authentic power to become the leaders they came here to be. Let's do this. Welcome back to episode 213 of That's What He Said with my husband, Daniel Colossi. So excited to have you here, my love. So today we're going to be talking about one thing that is throwing off the polarity of your relationship. So there's lots of things, um, but this one is a pretty big one, I think. Mm. Um, So it is competing competing with your man. Um, This can look a lot of different ways. So I'll give you a couple of examples of what this can look like because you might be thinking, Mars, I'm not competing with my man. Like we're in completely different lanes, but sometimes competing can look differently in different situations. One of the most obvious ones is just arguing and nagging. Um, If you're in um, a conversation and you want to win the argument, you're, you're, in a competing zone. Um, but before I guess I kind of like, um, jump the gun a little bit. So why is the, why is competing throwing off the polarity? So it's throwing off the polarity because men by nature are competitive. Like I know that Dan loves me with like every part of his being, but if I were to compete with him and if I was to start getting aggressive or if I started arguing back to him, he will argue with me and he'll escalate it. And like that happened maybe a couple of times early on in our relationship and he put me in my place. Like, and, and, and normally he's very, um, like so sweet. He will do anything for me. Like there's nothing I can ask him that he would be like, oh, that's too much. Like he'll bend over backwards but it's all because of the way I say things to him. I'm very acknowledging and affirming of him. And so when I ask him for things, he like bends over backwards to make sure that he can do it for me. However, earlier on in our relationship, there were some times where I, because I obviously value myself as an intellectual woman, I would argue back on things rather than just leaving them and it would trigger in him and he might even go like hit below the belt because it triggers in our men if they're a masculine man his desire to compete and the problem with that is is obviously we want our men to be competitive it's part of their innate being and that's great but we definitely don't want them to compete with us because when they begin competing with us they no longer see us as their feminine wife that they want to please, now they look at us as an enemy. And I'm, I'm making an extreme statement here, but they see us as competition. You do not want to be in competition with your husband and wife. So what can this look like? Because it, it doesn't necessarily mean like you're in a boxing um, ring. It can look so different. It can look like you're always trying to win the argument because you know better. Even if you are an expert in the field, like pushing the argument so that you can have the final word, why do it? Just why? Just don't do it. Um, It can look like trying to one-up him. So let's say he comes home from work and he's like, or he's venting like, oh, um, I had the worst day. And you're like, oh my gosh, well, I blah, 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 rather than acknowledging him um, and 
you know, letting him have his moment of like, I had the worst day. I've even caught myself doing this, like minimizing their emotions, i.e. let's say they get angry about something rather than allowing them to be in their anger for that moment. You're like almost shaming them for their anger. I don't do this anymore. I have done this in the past and I realize I'm like, why am I doing it? So let's say, cause Dan is fiery. So if he gets pissed off, he gets pissed off. And I have learned that unless I must, I should just stay out of the situation. So if he gets really angry and he starts venting, my natural response, and I'm not proud of this, but my natural response would be like, babe, it's not a big deal. But like, again, I'm minimizing, I'm competing. I'm trying to win. Whereas as his wife, as his partner, I should witness him in his emotion and not say anything at all. Let him be with his emotion. And then after be his peace, he doesn't need a mother scolding him. Um, and then the other one was like not celebrating his success. So really prioritizing your success, which is great, but then prioritizing your success and then not celebrating his success is a form of competing. And this is where it gets a bit tricky because more and more relationships, both both partners work and it changes the dynamic of the relationship. And when we have our own thing and we want to be boss babe, like I don't subscribe to that notion at all. It's kind of yuck to me. I'm just like, you know, like maybe like seven years ago, I loved the idea of being a boss babe. Now it has, I have no resonance with it at all. Um, because it, it's, it's, advocating like a hyper independence like we don't need men and we do we we should not be competing with each other we are completing each other and that sounds so cheesy but do you want to have like a life that feels good and flows or do you want to have a relationship where you're trying to compete on who's more successful who does more around the house who's more right who knows more like I I don't I don't want to prove my point, period, but I definitely don't want to prove myself to my man. Um, what are your thoughts on this like this energy of competing in a relationship? And do you have any like experience with it? I it, it's it's a big turnoff. That's the that's the first thing. As soon as you start to get that kind of attitude and energy back. You just completely withdraw and just step step away, and then you're not being in your masculine. Then you're not, you know, as a man, you're not being the man. You're you're withdrawing. You're pulling back because you don't want that. You don't want to have to compete with your your partner, or you know, a, a woman that you're you're close with or dating. It's just it's a it's a yuck feeling, if mm. if I can say that. It just feels yuck. It doesn't feel right. Um, it, it's just a turn off energetically. You don't really want to be a part of that. That's mm. how that's how it feels, you know, from from my end. If I'm to speak truthfully. Yeah. Um, so I have this like thing, and I, I feel like your um, your relationship is a status symbol. In that, like, for women, um, your the way that your man treats you is a status symbol and then vice versa too and I would actually say even more from a man's perspective is that they judge each other by like their relationship i.e like the way that their woman acts projects themselves in a public eye like all of that and 
what do you think of men who have wives that are constantly competing and or dominating? I think it's a sign of a weak man. Um, You know, I have or know people who are in a relationship where their partner, their wife or uh, girlfriend is, is dominating and I've had conversations with other friends, uh, you know, not to, that we want to be gossiping or talking behind their back, but just sometimes a general conversation, you just think, like, it's so weak. That's so weak to allow that as, as a man to, you know, just if I'm just going to speak how I speak, little bitch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. It's just, it's, it's not right. And don't get me wrong, I, I don't want to take anything away from women in this space. Like, I, I love women who are, who are out there, who are making things happen, running businesses, doing great things in life. Like, I love that and I'm supportive of that. But the difference is bringing that home and not being able to switch off to your, to your man and bringing that into your relationship. That's where it becomes yuck. That's where it becomes ill because there's nothing more of a turn on. Like, I was so attracted to you because you, were, you had your own business, you were you know, doing great things for yourself, you were studying, you were doing all these things that I looked up to and it was inspiring and I loved that. But then you were able to come home and, and nurture me and be that loving place for me. And, and you're right. Like, where our arguments that escalated was where we were, you know, competing. We... Mm. we, we um, you know, we're butting heads. We're both trying to win the fight, so to speak. And and I am. I'm very competitive in nature and I always have been, whether that be with my... My mum always talks about the example, if anyone told me the sky was blue, no, I'll, do, I'll be telling them it was green. I was extremely stubborn and, you know, I, that, that is my nature. I'm and lucky for us, Luca got that gene yeah, from you. And that's a good thing. And I don't want to take that away from Luca and I don't want to take <laughs> it out of the man, but it's learning how to direct that and not put that energy into the wrong place. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Luca um, put his shorts on. First of all, he wore no underwears. <laughs> I didn't know that because he gets himself changed. And then he put on his school shorts that have the emblem on the front, you know, left side. Um, he put them on backwards and I didn't realize they were on backwards till basically he came home. I was like, oh, baby, you've got these on the wrong way. He goes, no, they're right. I'm like, no, baby, the, the, the emblem is supposed to be at the front. He's like, no, mommy, this is right. For real life, for real life. For real life. <laughs> so so cute. cute. So, but yeah, so so Dan is very much like someone who will compete back. And it's just like, I always say like, what do I want my family life to feel like? Because, you know, I think I am a very opinionated person, but I choose my battles and my battle is never going to be with my husband. It's just, it's just not going to happen. But what's an interesting, um, like, you know, observation that I just made just as we were speaking was that. It takes a very insecure woman to want to compete with her husband. That's a wounded pattern. You want to compete with the one person you made a promise to, to if you're married to them, to be submissive to. Now you want to fight them. Okay, so that's coming. That's rooted in insecurity. So that's rooted in insecurity. But now, given what Dan just said about how men perceive them, and me too. Like I see a man being dominated by his wife, I immediately start losing respect because I'm just like, whoa, he is not in his masculine to, and I don't mean like put her in a place in a negative way, but to hold the container where that that behavior just should not be mm. accepted ever. Dan would never accept me behaving like that. I would never do that. I would never disrespect my family like that. But it's interesting how like the insecure woman, not knowing, like wanting her man to be stronger, right? Not knowing 
by dominating him, she's actually making him a weaker to the world. Like people see him lower because of the way that she's acting. Whereas if you come together and work together with your husband, you can lift him up and you can you can increase his perception or the world's perception of your man. And so that's why I'm always a big advocate of like, look, there are times where I really do feel like I am right. But if he's not agreeing with me, I'm happy to walk away from the situation rather than proving my point and getting into an argument. First of all, I feel just like too tired for all that. Like I don't, I don't need that in my life. And I also know from the many years that I have been coaching is that men don't change from us nagging them. It, it happens never. So they change because they are they feel inspired to change. It has to be an intrinsic motivation. And so the intrinsic motivation can't be from our words of like putting them down and, and all that. And the other thing is men shut off more than women do. And we wonder why he shuts off, why he stops trying. It's because we never acknowledge the effort he did put in. We're always just pointing out where he could have done better. Like... I, I, you know, I say this all the time, but I love our relationship. I think we have, you know, in my eyes, you know, maybe not by everybody's standards, but in my eyes, like we have the best relationship. But one of the reasons that we have this amazing relationship is we celebrate each other for things that probably a lot of other couples don't celebrate each other for. So Dan always affirms my parenting over and over and over again, even though I feel like I'm failing most of the time. I celebrate everything he does for our family, even though he feels like he wants to do more. I, I'm always so grateful for everything he does for the kids. And I'm, we're always like showering each other with compliments and appreciation. Well, the vibration of appreciation is also in alignment with abundance and where we put our energy. That's where we're going to create more of the same. And so we tend to find more things to appreciate each other for. Do I do annoying stuff? Of course I do, but that's not where Dan's focus goes. He might laugh at it and then he'll move on and then he'll rather he'll focus on something that I do that's amazing. And I do the exact same for him. And what that does is that keeps him in his masculine state and it keeps me in my feminine state. Because here's where, again, it throws off the polarity because now if Dan says something and I want to argue with him because, uh, hello, let's say we're arguing something about emotional intelligence. I'm the expert in emotional intelligence of the two of us. But let's say he's saying, speaking from his lived experience, he disagrees with this, this, this. Now I could go back and forth and create a bigger... A problem, or I could walk away from the situation and we we are just we are neutral again. If I continue to engage with that argument and make it bigger and bigger, he is gonna go into his competing mode. What is gonna happen to me? Me as the woman, I'm gonna feel attacked. What am I gonna feel? I'm gonna feel unsafe. The moment I feel unsafe is the moment now I go into my triggered response. If I haven't done a lot of healing, it could be very unhealthy stuff. Maybe it's I text a guy. Maybe it's I, you know, gossip about him to my friends. Maybe it's I give him the silent treatment for a couple days. Like whatever, right? We revert back to those those um, primitive responses if we haven't done the work around it. So we create that like that uh, wreck that polarity, but also create distance from each other because the one thing that I'm seeking is safety. And now I'm feeling he's violating my safety 
but not taking ownership for my role in the demise of that safety. And my role in that was needing to win something that was freaking trivial. If he doesn't want to believe in my philosophy around emotional intelligence, let him be ignorant. <laughs> let them be like, you know, and by the way, this isn't a real story. Um, but if that were the case, I would just be like, okay. Um, I would think in my head, like, fine, he's really wrong and strong about it. And that's like up to him. But deciding to put my energy on creating that, the polarity in our relationship is, is my focus. Mm. Yeah, I love all of that. And, and just going back to, you know, what I was saying about men being weak, um, then when they get dominated like that, and it's, it's also sad just to see the relationships collapse around them, um, friends pull away, them do things that they don't need to do or shouldn't be doing because their partner wants them to do, and everything is just all revolves around the her and what she wants and the, the, the man is not doing anything for him mm-hmm. and everything else just falls away and it, and it can become a very lonely place. You, you lose friendships. You, later on in life, you, you could get very lonely with that. And what's to say? You, you imagine that that goes on for 15, 20 years and then all of a sudden she, she leaves or you separate. And well, then, see, and then and who the, are you? Who but, are you then? Oh, oh my God. I'm so glad you said that. And the likelihood of that happening is actually high because as much as if you're in your ego as a woman and you want to dominate your man, when you dominate him, guess what happens? You lose respect. It, it's a fact. You will not respect him in the same way, just in the same way that if I cheated on Dan and he took me back, I would lose respect in the same way that if I yelled at him and he just took it every single time and he was the one apologizing to me, okay, for me yelling at him and me doing the wrong thing, I'm going to lose respect. And eventually, I'm going to get to a point where this isn't fun anymore, he's not in his masculine, and I see someone else that I think maybe is in his masculine, and I'm not, I I don't have any, like, fear of losing this relationship, then that other relationship is going to look a lot more enticing. And Mm -hmm. a woman is much more likely to leave a man that she doesn't respect. If you were, actually, no, a man will only leave a man that she doesn't (laughs) respect, right? Because if you loved him in the first place and you also respected him, there is no reason to leave. Women leave when they feel like they don't have anything left to give in the relationship. The man isn't holding up his part. Like, and again, not taking our responsibility in the demise of him. And and I'm not saying it's the woman's fault because the man needs to stay grounded in his masculinity as well. And you can lay some very firm boundaries around what you will accept and what you will, what you will not accept. And so it's a dynamic of the two. And this can also go obviously the opposite way where, um, you know, the woman can lose herself in the relationship too. And that also doesn't have, you know, a good outcome. And and I'm telling you now, it doesn't matter how loyal and how nice the man is, if they are not getting the love and the attention and the respect that they desire, eventually they're going to look for it elsewhere. A hundred percent. And they could be the greatest guy, the most honest person, but they have this, they crave that attention and that appreciation and that respect. And if you're not getting getting it at home, there will be a day that 
they seek for it somewhere else, whether that be through text messages or just getting curious or someone, a hairdresser is giving them that attention. It, it can start anywhere and it will come back to bite you when those dynamics are out and the man isn't receiving that. And I've seen it happen. I've seen and it happen is, in relationships. And this is really is the importance of doing the work and why we coach in this space is because it is it. these are patterns. These are patterns that you can pick up on. You can pick up on a pattern, oh, hey, I'm actually like really negatively contributing to my relationship right now and we're throwing off the polarity. We both are. And maybe he needs to work with someone and maybe you need to work with someone. Maybe you need to work with someone together. But eventually like something something must change nothing will stay the same forever and i agree with you babe when you when you say that and like uh, often women are horrified by the women that their husbands cheat on them with like oh she's not even more beautiful than me i thought she was going to be like no the man isn't looking for beauty the man is looking for appreciation so that can start at home and a lot of women say to me like but mars he's not doing anything for me to appreciate him for and I always say this this example and I'm like I'm first of all I'm sure he's doing something but it's like where can you focus your attention on I think anybody who's seen me inside of the academy will see like Dan has several times brought me a cacao I'm like obsessed with his cacao like an uh, like an unhealthy obsession with the way that he makes cacao because why? Because I love and appreciate him so much. And I talk about how he does it and I and I shower him with love because I appreciate the fact that he goes out of his way to make me a cacao. That is me putting all of my attention for a good 2-3 minutes on like how amazing it is that he's making me a cacao. Right? Now I use this example in, I believe, one of my trainings. And, and um, you know, some of my girls gave me feedback on this, being like, oh my gosh, that really hit home for me when I said, when he brings me the cacao, I am only focused on what he has given me. I'm not thinking, why weren't there flowers with this? Why did you forget to get me flowers? But yet, that's how a lot of us are operating in our relationships. We're operating from, well, why hasn't he done this? Now, I have to um, place like the opposite end of the spectrum as well because only two healthy people can come and create a healthy relationship. So it is so important that you do your own healing work because at the same time, I'm not advocating that you just take breadcrumbs from someone, okay? You are better than that. You know, we're not gonna be like, oh, I'm just gonna focus the fact that he texted me today. Let me throw so much appreciation that he texted me today. Meanwhile, homie hasn't done anything for you all week. You don't even know what he's done. He was rude to you over the week. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you're in the situation where you're trying to heal your relationship. You're trying to build that attraction back up with your husband. This is the man you want to be with, but it's not the way, you know, the dynamic is not where it should be yet. Focus on the little things that he's doing. Now, if you cannot find anything, if you just cannot bring yourself to find anything, maybe he's so detached because he's given up. He's in his wounded lion energy because he's like, I've been trying for this woman for the last two years or the last six months and she doesn't appreciate anything I do. So now he's shutting down. It's what men do. They will shut down and they won't even talk about it. They're not available for anything. 
Then I want you to go back to the things he did when you guys were just courting, the things that made you fall in love with him and lean into that. Think about how you felt the first time, I don't know, he sent you a love letter or when he picked you up for your first date or when the first time that you guys kissed or how he supported you when you had your first baby or whatever it is. I want you to go back to that time where he did, he was giving you everything that you wanted. And that is what it's about. It's focusing on where he is giving to you versus where he's lacking. Because if you focus on where he's lacking, you're going to continue to get the lack. And if you focus on what he's giving you, you're going to get more of that. And what's, you know, we need to build the people up around us. And our husbands are the number one people that we need to be building up and vice versa. They should be building up their, their wives. Because when we build him up, he will lean into his masculine. He then has the opportunity to feel appreciated. He then has the opportunity to think, I do have an impact on this house. Like, you know, I do provide for my children. I do go out and work hard. Oh my gosh, my wife does love me. My kids do love me. And then it allows him to also, same thing, gain that momentum in that positive sense of he is the masculine leader in the home. But I'm a big advocate of allowing the man to lead and if you have a problem with him leading, and this might be triggering and I'm okay with that, but then you chose wrong because whether you're you're um, Christian and, and you follow the Bible or whatever, if you you decided to come into this relationship, you chose the per- person, you chose this leader of your home. If you're not willing to submit to him, then you chose wrong, right? And you guys can work together to build a relationship where, you know, maybe he, you, he, um, you've lost some trust in his leadership ability. Again, that can be rebuilt, but it's not going to get rebuilt from you competing with him. And it's not going to get rebuilt from you, like not acknowledging him and not appreciating him and being disappointed in him all the time. It's not going to grow from there. But if you want to show up as a united front where you guys are a power couple and everyone deserves to be a power couple, then you need to build each other up. And so just think about your the polarity of your relationship the next time you guys get into an argument or the next time he's trying to do something for you, but it, you just feel like it's not enough. You want him to do something more. Think about that. Think about how how you respond in this moment is going to have an impact on your relationship as a whole and really how you present as a unit to the world. Do you want to show up as a united front or do you want to show up some fragmented, two weak, wounded individuals? Because you get to choose. You get to choose one or the other. Um, and I'm going to really strongly encourage you to um, to lean into being that united front because it is so rewarding and so fulfilling. And then people ask you how you have this amazing relationship. And then you get to laugh and be like, actually, it's because I appreciate the little things he does. That's the secret sauce. Like that's literally the secret sauce. Anything you want to add on that? Yeah. Well, this goes back to Tony Robbins when he talks about, um, you know, how do you make your marriage work? And it's like, well, if you just always did things in the beginning of the relationship and never stopped doing them, then your marriage would be successful. 